So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. Lafayette at Duke. Seems like a throwaway game, doesn't it? Seems like a tune-up game. Well, guess what? They call it a tune-up game for a reason. Yeah. You better tune it up. Duke, last week, Duke played the part of a leveled-up program against Clemson. They now have to play the part of a leveled-up program against Lafayette. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, right? How can you put the same challenge on a team for a game against Clemson that you put on them for the next game against Lafayette? Right, those are, are beasts of a different species. Well, guess what? Part of being a top 25 program is consistency. Part of being a top 25 team is consistency. Right? A true top-level program looks like a true top-level program when they're playing a top 10 team, conference foe. But they also look like a top-level program when they play a team that they should beat by 100 or a team that is from a different level or a team that is from a different conference, right? There's, there are certain games that you shouldn't, there, there's no challenge getting motivated for, right? Do you think anyone has ever had to give uh, the Yankees a pep talk when they're playing the Red Sox? No. Or Carolina and Duke in basketball? You think they're ever like, you guys are, Feeling a little flat for this one. Let's go ahead and, and uh, you know, give them the old A pregame speech to get their juices flowing a little bit. No. But there are games where you're a little flat. The good teams find a way to not let that happen. Duke, you want to be a good team, find a way to not make that happen. And if you're looking for individual goals, remind yourself of this. Stats count against everybody. Right? Bryce, Bryce Young threw, what was it, 32 touchdown passes last year for Alabama. Three of them came against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Three of them also came against Louisiana Monroe. We don't differentiate. We just say 32 touchdown passes. One of them was, you know, throw out the, the, the records. It's the Iron Bowl. These two teams will scrap. They'll fight. They'll make themselves go crazy over this game. The other one was against the Louisiana Monroe. Uh, I don't even know what they are. We'll pretend they're the Warhawks. I think there are some kind of bird. Either way, my point is, Riley Leonard, if you want to be an NFL draft pick, go run up the stats a bit. But don't make it about running up the stats. Make it about winning the game. But just by, by inherently being better than them. Go run up the stats a bit. I mean, Lafayette, and I'm not disrespecting Lafayette, but they they struggled with Sacred Heart last, last week. If, if the article I read was accurate, 69-ish yards passing overall in the game? It's not great. They call it a tune-up game for a reason. Tune it up. I want Riley Leonard completing a recklessly high percentage of his passes, and I don't want the running game, depending on Riley Leonard, to do as much as a runner and an improviser. 
show me that what you do works in situations that it should obviously work. Maybe Lafayette playing at a top 25 team in the country. If you think about it like that, it's not how a top 25 team in the country thinks about it. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group let's go ahead and get to number four we are the four horsemen latest on tez walker the update on tez walker is there is no update and and guess what there's not going to be an update it's donezo unfortunately i hear you i see you i i agree with many of you all right here's what i mean by that I hear all of the outrage over the Tez Walker situation. Matter of fact, I don't just hear it. I join you in your outrage Mm -hmm. over the Tez Walker situation. I'm with you too. You can go find some uh, videos on our YouTube page, 99.9 The Fan, from yesterday where I I articulated that outrage. I hate the NCAA's absolute power and how they're wielding it in eligibility. But the thing that makes all your big ideas that I've seen that have been suggested to me on how to fight back against the NCAA, the thing that makes those ideas unreasonable is the same thing that that we are fighting against. It's eligibility. I wish that UNC could play Tez anyway and take the NCAA to court, right? I wish that you could file some sort of lawsuit or get a stay or an injunction. I don't know all the law terms. Get something that says, He's temporarily eligible while this court case plays out. I wish you could do all those things. I wish you could do what any other business would do when a regulatory agency is is abusing their power over them, right? Which would be use the full scope of the court system to attack them and try to fix it for you and those coming after you. I wish you could. I wish UNC would, but they can't. It's unreasonable to expect them to because of the 100-plus other players on the team. Because the NCAA rules on their eligibility as well, and they have finite eligibility. I joked yesterday about the Rudy scene, right? The the movie from the, the, the scene from the movie Rudy. You would need every player to walk into Mac Brown's office or Bubba Cunningham's office and put their jersey down and say, I'm not playing unless Tez plays. You would need 100% buy-in, and I don't think you'll ever get that type of buy-in because for all of the same reasons, we all feel heartbroken for Tez. You'd you'd be expecting every athlete on the team to overlook their version of that heartbreak. You feel bad for Tez, but you've, you've all been working too hard to risk one of your four seasons of college football eligibility right the the part that makes your heart break for tez is how hard he worked to get himself into that situation and it's been taken away from him temporarily you you can't risk all of the other athletes doing the same exact thing working that hard to get here you play tez 
even if like two years from now, three years from now, you win the court case, right? Because let's be real, courts don't, they're not the speediest. Even if two years from now, three years from now, you win the court case, you can't go back and like replay the college football playoff from this year. You can't go back and replay the ACC championship or whatever you're held out of in the postseason this year. Those vacated wins, they, like, they don't get added back. So you feel bad for Tez, but but from this point on, the NCAA's ruled, and unfortunately, they have a stupid amount of power. You have to kind of attack the power without making the stand that'll give Tez any kind of immediate relief. And that stinks. And for everyone else on the team, we talked about it earlier, you have to take this whole Tez situation and kind of put it in your rear view. Yeah. Or at least for, you know, a practice, a film session, and a lift every day, put it in your rear view. Yeah. For the rest of your day, you can be as upset for Tez as you want. The one thing that you can't do is like, oh, we're going to use this as fuel for us. I, I, okay, I, I take I, Let me rephrase that. You can use it as fuel, <laughs> but you can't be your sole source mm-hmm. because True. eventually that will fade out. And, yes, I agree with that. And, and like, again, I'm trying very, very hard to not use language or analogies as if Tez Walker has, like, passed away because that's not the situation. But – you kind of have to think of, like, what would Tez want? You can go ask him, right? Hey, if you're not going to play, would you want us to win or would you want us to lose? He's going to say, go win, right? He's yeah. he's, he's going to say, handle your business. So you just got to look at it like that. You have to, or else you've wasted a year of eligibility and nobody wants you to do that, just like nobody wanted it to happen to Tez. Let's go ahead and get to number three. Let's look around the ACC here. Wake Forest Vandy. Let's look around the ACC here. Miami, Texas A&M. Texas A&M a top 25 team. That's two more opportunities for the ACC to get a notch on the, the belt over SEC. And it is... it Like, the ACC to me should be very sibling-like in that ferocious rivalries within the ACC, like sibling rivalries, you want to beat them probably more than you want to beat other teams. Yeah. But if somebody messes with one of your siblings, now it's all hands on deck, right? Like, you want everyone that plays an SEC team to win. Now, I get it, State, right? When when Carolina's playing South Carolina, your your instinct is to root against everybody that's ever worn light blue. But your your logical brain has to take over and go, it's better for us if the ACC gets the better of the SEC this year. And then as soon as that win happens, you don't have to celebrate it. You don't have to clap. You don't have to look at them and give them any kind of, of satisfaction knowing that you think it's a good thing they won. But it's a good thing they won. And Wake Forest, it's a it would be a good thing for the ACC if they beat Vanderbilt. And Miami, even if they, you are a sworn a hated rival of Miami, if you're in the ACC, it is good if they beat Texas A&M. So go ahead and, and make it happen. Florida State's playing a nobody. Clemson's playing a nobody. Duke's playing, playing a, a nobody. And when I say nobody, I just mean group of five or or, or lower, right? Group of five or FCS. Um, 
There's there's not much. I mean, UNC's not playing to nobody. They're playing App State, a team that's given them a little bit of trouble in the past. But uh, the fact of the matter is this is another week for, for the ACC to look good. We, we like to say, you know, style points don't don't matter. They do. Oh, yeah. Oh, very much so. For rankings, they matter. For media rights, they matter. For so many reasons, they matter. So take these games, Atlantic Coast Conference, that you have this week, aside from, like, Miami. And, and like, there are some, obviously, stayed against Notre Dame. There are some where it's, hey, win by any cost, right? Play whatever game you need to play. I look at it like Virginia basketball, right? Virginia basketball, if you're winning... What a genius. They they made the game ugly. They they, you know, 140 to 39. If they lose, it's like, why in the heck did they do it that way? That's awful. Do whatever you gotta do to win the game. Uh everyone else, if you have an opportunity to flex a little, flex a little. Right? I'm not saying be a jerk about it. I'm not saying call timeouts with a minute and fifty seconds to go in the game if you're up thirty. But you know, make sure your highlight film looks good. Make sure, because somebody somewhere is not going to watch all of your games. Okay? Duke, somebody somewhere is not going to watch all of your games, and guess what? They're going to have an AP vote. Somebody somewhere is not going to watch all your games, and they're going to be on a committee that, that ranks for you know college football playoff or a bowl selection. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to watch your highlights. They're going to type your name into YouTube, and they're going to try to get that kind of a, a, a vibe. So make sure there's something there that's good to watch. Because it matters. Let's get to number two. Just the two of us. Number 10, Notre Dame. Noon kickoff. Carter-Finley Stadium. NC State. Do you know what? Actually, I, I was thinking about this earlier. This might be, might be, the game with the most possible quarterback experience in NCAA history. Have we ever had two sixth-year quarterbacks that have played as much football as Brennan Armstrong and Sam Hartman match up against each other this, in a regular season game? This, I, you know what? This might be the oldest like combined age between two starting quarterbacks in college football history. Sixth year. Yeah. We are th- we are three years away from like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields being able to match up in the NFL as sixth-year veterans. These two guys are sixth-year veterans in college. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Absolutely absurd. Both playing for new teams, by the way, for year six. So they played out their rookie, their five-year rookie contracts with UVA (laughs) and and Wake Forest. And now they're they're, you know, they signed their second deal out of free agency with NC State and and Notre Dame. Didn't get franchise tag. They 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 they, yeah, they played out. Their option was picked up. They played the fifth-year option and then (laughs) free agency. And now they're playing elsewhere. Oh, by the way, this is a college game we're talking about. Yeah, I know. I uh, say that. I say highest combined age, excluding like games with Chris Winkie involved. Yeah, Brandon Whedon. Those yeah, Brandon count. Whedon. People uh, that played a professional sport before by the, going to college football. By the way, if you want a full breakdown of this one, uh, the Notre Dame visiting NC State in Carter Finley game, uh, the Pack Therapy podcast is out for this week. It has been released this morning. Uh, so when you're driving around on game day uh, tomorrow, you drive home tonight if you're if you're in the car or if you're you're driving home later, uh, the Pack Therapy podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are found. Please subscribe. Please please like, rate, positive ratings, all that sort of stuff. 
uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's myself. It's Mike Lennon, former NC State quarterback. And this week we have uh, Kyle Rudolph, former Notre Dame tight end, joining us on the pod. Some great stories from Kyle. Um, outside of the quarterbacks being really old and really experienced in this one, I think it is, it, it's a ramp up in, in test, obviously for NC state, but it's also a fairly large jump in, in test for Notre Dame, right? Navy. And what is it? Middle Tennessee, whoever the East Tennessee, whoever they played, uh, they're good. They're not, I mean, NC state was a bowl game or was a bowl team with, with a top 20 defense in the country last year so sam hartman has had a lot of positive press he's had a lot of oh you know it's been a long time since notre dame had this kind of quarterback and this kind of offense but at the same time i'm looking at it and saying this you haven't exactly had a great defense to test yourself against you haven't exactly had players like aiden white and and uh peyton wilson and, and davin van out there trying to to slow you down and oh, by the way, you've been slowed down by this defense in the past, Sam Hartman. Yeah. I've, I've been going back and forth on how much that matters. I'm also thinking, is it advantage Sam Howell? Because he's with a new offense, but he knows that 3-3 defense that, that Gibson runs. He and does. knows quite a few of those guys and maybe some tendencies. But what is he going to, like, you know, Notre Dame's offensive coaching staff comes to him. What is he going to say? This play didn't work. This other one didn't work. I threw an interception on this play. Well, at least, you, you again, you can provide more insight because, again, you face that defense multiple times. Yeah. But it's also letting your teammates know, like, hey, when this guy does this, this is what he's looking mm -hmm. to do. That I'm going, makes sense. I'm going back and forth on it. Uh, you know, speaking of the Pack Therapy podcast, uh, Mike Lennon, who, who's my co-host, he said, like, I wonder if Sam's going to have a little, for lack of a better term, right, uh, that's obviously metaphorical, but PTSD, right? Like, he every time he's walked into Carter Finley, hasn't been the best, right? When he walks to that away locker room, when his, uh, you know, Wade Street or, or you know, all, all those sorts of things, if there's not a sparking little like, oh, it didn't go well here, didn't go well here, didn't go well here. I, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if it's an advantage or a disadvantage. The experience against NC State's defense has to be some kind of an advantage, but NC State has the advantage against the same advantage of him of, of, we know his physical tendencies. We know what he likes to do. Now he's in a different offense, so it might be from a different, you know, formation or from with a different initial, you know, get off. But it's 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 a very interesting situation. Very interesting situation. Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license. Let's go ahead and jump to number one. The one! Panthers fans, listen up. 
if you are looking for a place to catch Sunday's season opener against Atlanta, you can come watch with me. Carolina Alehouse in Wake Forest. I'll be out there. I want to meet many of you. I want to shake your hands. I want to talk sports with you. I want you to argue with me. Something you've heard on the show that you agree or disagree with, I want to have that debate. It's part of the best part of sports. I will be hosting a watch party uh, at the Carolina Alehouse in Wake Forest. Lucky fans, if you are so lucky, I may just stop by your table and pay for your lunch or at least a serving of wings or zingers or something else that you might be interested in. So come on out to a Panthers watch party I'll be hosting Sunday at Carolina Alehouse in Wake Forest. They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. They're playing B. John Robbins. The number one and number two leading betting favorites right now to be Offensive Rookie of the Year are B. John Robinson, number one, and Bryce Young, number two. Who's it going to be? Think it'll be decided? Think this is like a, a – you know in elections, by the way, we don't talk politics on this show, but you know in elections mm-hmm. somebody will win a state, like one of the important swing states early on, and it's like that. there's the difference. Yeah. Could this be a swing state game for rookie of the year? If Bryce Young comes out and throws for three tutties, no turnovers, game-winning fourth-quarter drive. Meanwhile, Bijan Robinson is on the sideline watching Tyler Algier get all the carries. Like Jameer Gibbs was on the sideline watching David Montgomery get all the carries last night for the Lions. Not exactly sure I agree with it, but that's what happened. Could, it, could this decide the rookie of the year? Probably not. It's a long season. Uh, and usually those end-of-the-year uh, uh, tallies, they just look at end-of-the-year stats and make those decisions anyway so they can defend themselves when when the, the critics come. But uh, but still, like this is an establishment. This is the opening round of a boxing match between two highly drafted rookies that could potentially face off against each other twice a year for the next seven, eight, nine, ten, however long a running back lasts in the NFL years. Five, four, three and a half, two. Are we talking Todd Gurley? What are we getting out of here? Uh, <laughs> are we talking uh, James Robinson? One. Frank Gore. Frank Gore, 45. Adrian Peterson still wants to play. Uh, if, <laughs> if we are... If we're talking about Bryce Young and and Bijan Robinson, this could be like like think of think of the teams Cam Newton owned, right? Falcons are probably probably one of them, right? Think of the teams like when you think of Cam Newton's highlight film as a Carolina Panther, which team is on defense the most? Okay? But now think of it like this. When you think of Drew Brees' highlight film. When you think of Michael Thomas's highlight film, when you think like when you look around the division, if you can own one of your division rivals from the jump, it's a really nice feeling, right? Think of uh Lamar Jackson versus the Browns, Big Ben versus the Browns, Joe Burrow versus the Browns. Like the the if if you own a team in your division or if everyone owns you in their division, then then you get an opportunity to to have a mental advantage twice a year every year. Right? You want Bryce Young to own a piece of real estate in the Atlanta Falcons brains. Because that gives him a leg up. That gives him a legitimate advantage twice a year, every year. And in the NFL, two wins, that is a 
country mile of, of advancement. Right? It's almost always, you're almost always within two games of two wins of the playoffs. Right? Even some of the bad teams are, you know, they win seven games. So so at the same time, you don't want Bijan to own the, the, the Panthers. Right? You you don't you don't want that to happen at all. Like now we gotta face that guy again? You you don't want a Julio situation. Who? You don't want that. Like that's it's it's and that all starts this this weekend. Right, you, if you if you can own someone from the jump, that is a mental advantage that you may never give back. Brady never gave it back to the Jets. Never. Never gave it back to the Bills. Never. He left right as they were getting good. Smart move. Smart move. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.